G'day punters, welcome to the Sydney Review Show. It was the Bondi and well, it was certainly wet enough. It was wet enough to be a beach, but nowhere near as picturesque. Uh, Mark Shan, we'll start with the uh, with the NRL. You're on the Panthers at the the better price. Can you just recap your thoughts uh, during the game there? Well, I was out of my misery a long way out. Uh, I know that, um, but I'm used to backing seconds, Peter, so I was able to suck it up. <laughs> Uh, on a, I guess, a more positive side, Mark Roden, your team, Richmond's got the job done after, I don't know if they were necessarily looking in massive trouble early on in the game, but they certainly gave you a few things to think about in the second quarter, didn't they? Yeah, definitely. The same thing happened in the prelim final last year. They got four goals in front and almost identical thing happened in the second half. This is, I know it's been going on for about three or four seasons now, but it's Still feels new to me. Richmond were just rubbish for the first 30 years of my life, and uh, I'm, I'm struggling to get a handle on this. <laughs> They're just winning every year. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, now you can just sit back and relax for another couple of months, and then all of a sudden you'll get to go see games again next year. It's a bit of a novelty. Very, very much so. I'm assuming probably a bit too much there. Uh, Rob Scarry, <laughs> uh, another day, another win in the Thanks, yard. Man. Um, and your old mate Cuba. We'll talk about him in a, in a sec, but uh, what is it about Cuba that you love so much? Just uh, he looks like a top horse. Always has from the time he was a two-year-old. I remember backing him at his first start, loomed to win, didn't mm. win. Um, even backed him in the Black Opal. Just, he's just a big, powerful boy who walks around really professional and um, gets better deeper into a prep. So even when you do your money on him, you know, early in the prep, if you can usually get it back and I think yeah never looked like getting beat and with its pattern you can you can have a bet before the race with Betfair and um, there's a couple of times now that I've done that and put more on expecting to lay it off and I haven't I've just just kind of let it let it ride and ended up with a big result so my favorite horse not just not just because I like the look of him but he's, he's won me a lot of money yeah, well, speaking of the pattern, he was obviously suited there on Saturday. Uh, was, for the most part, pretty much a... I wouldn't say it was a one-lane, maybe a one-and-a-half-lane highway. Is that probably what would be going for there, uh, Mark Shan? Well, this was uh, very disappointing, uh, what they've turned out here. We had 28 degrees on Friday. They uh, managed to water the track uh, three mil in the 24 hours prior to the meeting, despite the fact that there was five to 15 mils predicted. And uh, th this is the result of continually watering the track and um, and when a little bit of rain hits, it was spitting rain and we got three mil in the morning before the first. And after the first, it looked like a bog. One leading rider came in after the first and said it was a bog and it was. Yeah. I guess we probably just end up banging our head against the wall trying to come up with, uh, with any solutions for it. Um, but yeah, disappointing, obviously. And we did speak about, you know, conditions being a little bit variable, Mark Roden, over the previous few weeks you know, regarding wind. But uh, yeah, the rain certainly added in that extra dimension there on Saturday. Yeah, far wetter than I planned for. Just another um, example of these days, you know, bidding early markets uh, is just becoming fraught. It's even if you see a price you really, really like, you, especially in Sydney, it's just you just couldn't. It, you just end up with a totally different race. Um, just don't rain do it. certainly had an impact, but yeah. I, I was, but even when it rained, it took me a couple of races to get a, um, a handle on the fact it was going to be leaderish because that wasn't what I expected when the track was wetter than I uh, forecast. So yeah, you 
yeah, just becoming more, uh, more all, sort of, a bit later and later. That's becoming the game as far as I'm concerned. Yep. Uh, we'll start with race three and work our way through the rest of the, the card. The Brian Crowley stakes over 1,200. The bopper has won here. They've gone slow for the class, three and a half lengths slow to the 600. Uh, Rob, I'll just start with yourself uh, in the yard. What did you think of race three here? Oh, I thought the bopper, he looked well. I think I had him third in the numbers. His coat looked great. He's an athletic type of horse, probably a bit of a weddy on type. But at this stage, I hadn't kind of worked out how wet the, the track was. Um, so missed opportunity. I, I, I went again on uh, Destination and um, beautiful ride. Your girl, Rachel King. Wow, had it looked like it was going to win. But I don't know how forgiving we, we have to be on this track. But um, <clears> it was disappointing. On the, on the lead, again, a little bit disappointing. I think the winner's got a, a good future, especially next prep. I hope they don't run him too many times this time in. Uh, Mark Sheen, how forgiving are we of a horse-like destination in this race? Yeah, well, I'd probably forgive him. Uh, there was a lot of kickback in this race, and look, he, he, he presented there at the top of the straight and looked to be going quite well, and then as soon as she asked him for an effort, uh, he was gone in a stride. So... I'm not sure that he handled the track. Maybe the 1,200 was against him as well in hindsight, but um, I'd be prepared to forgive him this run. Um, the winner, well, I thought he looked trained right up at Canterbury and had a tough run there, and uh, maybe that's just the type that he is. He doesn't carry a lot of condition. Certainly a lovely ride in front here, controlled the race and just sprinted away and got into the right position in the race. Mark Roden, anything you're taking out of the Brian Crowley there on Saturday? <laughs> Uh, not much more to add to um, what the uh, the guys have said already. Um, destination I was on too. I think it, it just spun its, spun its wheels when she went for it. And, yeah, I'll, I'll put that down to the track. Um, the winner had sort of put, uh, you know, over the course of the two preparations, he had put three sort of performances all around the same level, which can be the platform. And he um, he probably got a track pattern to suit on Saturday playing the leaders, but he certainly made that improvement. He's... Um, yeah, just, just on the raw numbers I'm looking at, that's, it's a pretty impressive um, first few starts he's put together. So, yeah, could have a future. Okay. Uh, so. The second horse was good too. I mean, he probably had the right run, but um, I thought it's trial suggested it had come back better, and this run suggested certainly has. So there might, there's got to be a win in him, I would think. Yep. Second horse in Tommy Gold there for John O'Shea. Uh, race three, 1,400-metre quality and this is where the boy got it done cuba for rob scurry they've gone even here for the class in terms of tempo one and a half lengths fast to the 600 just perfect nash right out in front rob um obviously you've touched on cuba already did you like yeah. anything else in in the parade here uh, yeah rainier took my eye um he's he's a quality quality horse um big in condition i've noticed that a lot with the um godolphin stable uh Korea Dearest looked like she looked like she was finally close to top. Like all prep, she had she's looked underdone, and I've been happy to take her on. But from the parade, she she, she kind of looked. Anyway, so I've, I've put the Quinella on, and I, I should have put the boxed exacta tip tips for young players there. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, Rainier, I want to follow out of the race. Cuba, I just want to have a look at him again. He, he can go well again. Might get suited again on a wet track, you know. Yep. Uh, Mark Roden, this was the best performance of the day on the punting form figures. Does that line up with uh, how you've interpreted this race? Um, yeah, pretty close. Um, maybe had Pelter up with it, but um, uh, uh, it's certainly the best run of Cuba's career. Again, Patton suited him, but 
just got into his rhythm out front with Nash. Um, he, he'd won well for Nash uh, at least once before. I think down in Melbourne, he got on a leader's track and rated pretty highly too. But yeah, he's just had condition. As Rob said, he's a great horse. To, these horses that race on the speed are just great horses to back. And horses like Creediris, who seem to be, I thought that they were going to try and ride him closer at some stage of this prep, and they just haven't. Maybe you just, you just can't. And kept taking odds on. It's a, you know, what's he, what's he won two races this prep? Uh, and gone over at very short odds the other, um, on the other occasion. So horses with that racing style are not the ones you want to be taking short prices about. Uh, I agree can, with Manny. I, I want to see him on a dry track. I don't think he's a wet tracker. Yeah. Can, we, can we say it's a bigger run than, you know, Creedirus's run? Uh, you know, it, against the pattern, it seems to have got pretty close. Yeah, uh, true, I think true, got to be I mean, forgiving. It, the get-back horses are the ones that are going to be more unsuited more often than not. Is yeah. The problem with taking odds on them. Yeah. But what do you want to do with there on a drier surface in two weeks' time, Creedirus? Judge it on its merits. I don't know. I mean, it's got such a strong SP profile. It's, if it turns up in two weeks in a similar field, it's probably dollar sixty. So, what do you do? Yeah, I want to he see was it. probably he was probably crying out for sixteen hundred even the other day. Uh, he took a long time to win with no weight on his back, yeah. and I think he showed even less speed on Saturday. And obviously, the pattern's against him. And fourteen hundred at Randwick can be very leaderish, and, yeah. and it's proven to be that way again. So. I think he's just crying out for 1,600 metres. And as Rob said, he's getting a little bit fitter with each run as well. So maybe they'll head to Melbourne with him and try and find a race at Flemington, perhaps. Probably. With the SF. The, I'm not sure if he'll make the Golden Eagle field. I think uh, I'm not sure how far down in the ballot he is. And what are we doing, Mark Sheen, with a horse like uh, Archidemus? Well, I thought he may have uh, come back... Um, with the new stable there last start, it was obviously a better run than Kubri finished in front of him, but um, he got conditions to suit here and was very disappointing. And he, uh, you know, he's a good wet tracker normally in the past and was on speed. So, yeah, I'd have to sack him off that run. Yep. Uh, interesting to point out, Cuba, Mark Roden, he won Manicato Stakes night last year with right. Nash on board yep. there you go. Uh, at the Valley and won by four lengths. So. I don't know, just likes the weekend, I guess. Um, race five, the Tats Cup, 2,400-metre listed race. Knight's order for Waterhouse, Bot and Winona Coston. And again, just another leader. Uh, they've gone slow here for the class, four and a half lengths slow to the 600. Rob, run us through the stayers. Uh, we sent Scarlet Dream out on top, um, worried about the wet track. I, I did find the nine, I think he had a second in the numbers, and then, you know, by this stage, I was after Cuba winning, I think, yeah, maybe leaders are suited. Uh, Rondinello looked at top, um, it was at top Waller about Ducan, um, so, yeah, nothing really surprised me. Attention run, I guess, is the disappointing performance in the race, but, um, you know, just a bunch of Slow horses, Scarlet Dream, I'll probably find again. She's still got a bit more improvement in her. Um, but, you know, maybe stand her out for fourth. She keeps running fourth. <laughs> Mark Sheen, are you following any of these slow horses going forward? No, I'll end up in an asylum if I keep uh, <laughs> in these races. When luckily I didn't, and uh, I wouldn't have found the winner. It was 40s in, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think 40 yeah. post. So too good for me. Oh, uh, it was the horse's second start in Australia, Mark Roden, was it not? Night sort of? Yeah, well, it was scratched at the barrier one day, then it ran in the Port Macquarie Cup. Um, yeah, it was, no, I knew him on figures, but the way the track was playing. But it was it was backed during the week before the track 
patented game evidence, mm. and they've just gone again. So they've uh, done well here. This was the second leg of a Saturday Metro double for Winona Coston, wasn't it? It was. Yep. <clears throat> and she rode this a treat. She rode the first one even better. That, um, that, that ride on the highway was 10 out of 10. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, yeah. Um, Girl Tuesday. I didn't back it. I, I, when the rain came, I gave it a miss. Thank Good God. On you. But um, still managed to stuff it up completely because I got really clever and backed a tension run and saved on Scarlet Dream. The tension run's gone awful. Um, thought she was looking for a wet track, just been terrible. Um, and Scarlet Dream probably get me again with a jockey change because that was a just gave it absolutely none. Yeah. Um, but she is a yeah. <clears throat> she is what she is. She just doesn't win, does she? Well, the talking point is, should this horse have been declared a non-starter or not? I know uh, it's up to Stewart's discretion with Girl Tuesday. Got a head uh, turned uh, to the right, so not in a Jason store, but certainly not standing right. We had a case a couple of years ago where a horse got its leg up on a petition and was scratched. I remember the Revenir Ty Anglin was a short price favourite. It ran a cracking race. It ran home to run fifth. I was on it and said, oh, well, I've done my money cold. And they declared it a non-runner, surprisingly. Um, so I'm just wondering what are the guidelines of, you know, what what makes you a non-starter now? Because I'd never heard of that before. It just got a leg up on the petition yeah. and was declared a non-runner. And now they're saying that you can't have your head to the side. I, I always thought, you know, like a, an attendant had to have hold of it or something, something like exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't know. It's not protecting the partner, is it, really? No, no, it seems like people... Don't worry about that in New South Wales, Mark. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) New South Wales or anywhere, geez. Um, All right, the main event, the Bondi, the whatever it is, mile race, worth a lot of cash, Peltzer. Um, I was actually surprised that the market didn't come for him more... Readily, I mean, we discussed it on on Thursday. He had the the wet track figures. He, he's obviously going to be dictating the race, and and really didn't seem to come from in any great fashion. But it was an even tempo. It was perfect ride from Tim Clark out in front, 1.2 lengths faster, 600. Rob, how did he look on Saturday? Maybe not quite as good, but you know, it wasn't quite a good day. You know, it was <laughs> to look at the horses. Um, yeah, so I just thought he'd just come down a little bit off that. Um, I thought Eliza Bill had really come on. Uh, she would, she looked almost a standout of the yard, which is saying something. Um, they sort of pulled her up again. She's raced ungenerously. Um, a bit weird. Uh, uh, don't know what's going on there. But, yeah, Peltzer, opportunity missed. Uh, obviously, lead, leader suited. He hadn't come off that much. Um, chop-out race should have been a – you know, we had five units on him to start before, so. Yeah. One of my horses, opportunity missed. Uh, Mark Sheen, when the change of tactics for Lysville came forward to suggest it was going to settle closer, what exactly did they mean by closer? <laughs> yeah, well, I thought she would be a little bit closer than that. Um, I'm surprised she was so well back, though. Pelter brained her in the winter on, on the wet and met, a two kilo, met Pelter two kilos worse. And I thought Lysville's form had actually improved uh, when she'd got on top of the ground. Yeah. Like she'd been easily beaten on a heavy track by Raisin Detra at Canterbury as well. So she didn't really have any wet form credentials. Uh, I suppose they were just backing her for pattern um, if she was going to be up on the speed. But I think when the rain came and the track got so bad that Eliza Beale and Acrophobic absolutely had none. Mm. And you wouldn't have to 
be in Mensa to find out that Peltzer was going to be in the right spot. <laughs> Uh, Mark Roden, what are we doing with the Bondi? Are we just assuming that none of these races, uh, none of these horses, are winning a race ever again, like Kubrick, or uh, are they a bit better than that? Peltzerall can, if he strikes a wet track, and can win at a good level, yeah. I think. Um, there was one section in the market that didn't miss him. Um, the totes hemorrhaged in the last uh, ten seconds. Uh, that, that's where the money's gone on it. I was surprised too that it wasn't um, a big shortener. I'd I was on Eliza Bill earlier when I was expecting a better track and I had something on real piece who ran really well as well, but in the hour or so, half hour before the race, I've said, no, this is Peltzer's race now and had to certainly make sure I wasn't losing on him. Um, but I thought he'd be into 240 or something. And he was on the totes, but yes, still much better than that uh, fixed. Um, panned out perfectly for him. Looked his race uh, the way the track was playing and that's the way it panned out. Yep. Yeah. All right, race seven. Nifson over 1,200 metres, the group three. There she is, positive piece. <laughs> Got there in the end. Um, wasn't on. Outstanding. Uh, even race, again, just perfect tempo up front. Um, Rob, just run us through some of these uh, mares for us. I'm a bit sick about this. We, we, I found a, a spot for positive piece in my numbers at a fourth. Um, never been my horse, though, you know, just, just, just beating me. So, I... I Bad move. Sixteen dollars. How did it? How did it get that long? Uh, a, a theory. Uh, she, she sort of maybe at the, the end of it now. Um, I wouldn't be too too keen to follow her forward. I, I do generally like that stable a bit fresher the better. Um, Blazing Miss um, still, still one short. Uh, Wonder Bar couldn't have paraded much better. Seemed suited with the wet track, but. Um, yeah, Jen rules as well. But we we ended up being on her on top, and um, uh, she never went a yard. Mm. It's meant to be a wet tracker on top in our ratings. Just bye bye. Oh. Uh, Mark Sheen, what did you think of the the Nivison there on Saturday? Well, Mark uh, tried to tell us on Thursday that this mare had a very good for, uh, very good chance uh, because the tongue tie went on after she'd probably choked down last start. Uh, I'd been honouring the mile race and was on Wonder Bar on Saturday. I think uh, he just made a slight error. Because of the way the track was playing, Tommy Berry went back inside on the turn um, looking for that better ground. The run didn't eventuate and the bird flew. So you can't take anything away from the winner. She was outside the lead there. and Look, she's a good, tough mare. She loves the wet and she's very honest. But I think Wonder Bar, if he'd come to the outside straight away at the top of the straight, I'm talking through a kick though, um, might have got home. Yep. Mark Roden, did you follow up? Did you have something on in the end? I did when the, I wasn't 100% sure on Thursday, but when the rain came, I had to. She's a good yep. tracker. Yep. Um, I didn't think she'd be outside lead over 1,200. That 1,200 was my concern. Yeah. With, but um, no, that, she got a great spot. She was always going to be hard to bet after that. Yeah, so when I saw the thing chasing me, it was Wonderbow. I knew he'd be on it, Mark. <laughs> I think it has been stiff. I think you can make a good case. It should have won being held up there at the... Early in the straight, it's been a great run anyway. She does love the wet, but um, yeah, probably run of the race. Um, yeah, I, I was trying to talk myself into a theory on Thursday, and I, I gave her the swerve when it, when the rain came too. So it was yeah, good. But, you know, they're a, they're an okay group of mares. Positive piece got her conditions and gone somewhere near her best. I think. Yep. How's she gone around at sixteen dollars? No, I don't know. I, I would have thought maybe because they didn't map it that close. And it was looking very, very leaderish. Um, Sweet Deal was very solid in the market for that reason, I think. But um, 
But I would have thought with her heavy track record last um, autumn, they would you would have at least cleaned up the sixteen dollars. But <clears throat> you missed. All right, race eight, twelve hundred meter benchmark eighty eight, and they've gone even once more. There's been a lot of very just even tempos here on the weekend. So zero point two lengths faster to six hundred. Uh, Rob, it was an interesting little yard race, wasn't it? I mean, uh, I think you ended up with through the cracks on the at the each way price. Yeah, yeah. Uh, came back forward to my eye. Not a horse yep. I've got much of a handle on. You know, <clears> I think I might have only seen it once before. Um, but yeah, light, lightly raced. Uh, Hilo looks like it improved, but you know, I just thinking track pattern probably don't want to be getting back and. Did they announce that they were going to go forward? Or? Yeah, they did. Yeah. yeah. It was certainly announced it was going to be closer and ended up leading because it ended up <laughs> no for some reason. Yeah, it was, it was, it was its race today. Um, but yeah, that that in and up looked look good as well. Um, but yeah, Foster out wide, Mount Horeb, maybe up in distance on a drier track. <coughs> a jockey change, but... Um, at Albury, yeah. too. Yes. Albury specialist, man. <laughs> <laughs> Metal, yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't know. There's, there's not much for me to follow out of the race. Um, Edison's good, good Saturday off season horse. Mark Sheen, you finally got there. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, the last two races of horses that have haunted us in the last couple of weeks have got the chocolate. So, but I uh, was very happy when she held the rail and uh, was right near the lead there, a little bit closer than last start. Uh, so retrospectively, um, the blinkers going on have made a big difference there to the tempo of the race. But um, look, I, I think he only just got through the ground, Hilo. Yeah. And I do think he is a better horse with a sit. He's led a lot early in his career and used to fold up. Um, so he's got away with it here with the, with the track pattern. But uh, I think he's a better horse uh, just with a bit of a smother through the race, and I thought through the cracks was outstanding. Um, looked to be off the bit all the way, and I'm a little bit against Rob here. I thought he still had a fair bit of improvement to my eye, so I think he's being set for uh, one of those races, the Hunter, or uh, one of those million-dollar races coming up soon. <laughs> so I think um, I think he'll be a lot fitter next start. Yep. Uh, Mark Roden, are you following anything out of race eight there from Saturday? Um, oh, through the cracks was best run in the race, I thought, and uh, I agree on that. Um, uh, Edison has never done anything first up. Gee, they knew he was going to uh, on Saturday. He's very well backed and he's run really well. I don't know where that leads him for the rest of his prep, but um, obviously likes the wet too. Stable like a bet. Stable like a bet. Uh, yeah, and he was... Yeah, <laughs> I was a bit surprised, similar to Peltzer, that Hilo wasn't shorter. He just looked really well suited out of, out of barrier one, the way the track was playing, whether he was going to lead or not. Um, he was still drawn inside, and yeah, he was just, he wasn't at the gate or anything, but I thought he'd be, he might you know, be a chance of running sub 250, but um, he didn't. Well, it's interesting to see Josh Parr get away from the inside there on Edison. Yeah. He'd ridden the previous winner, now that sort of left Hilo and, and shifted out four or five horses. I wonder if there was just a school of thought that um, <coughs> starting to go again. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. Um, I mean, Ice Bath probably could have come down the outside fence him on the last, but it, it was down middle as well. So maybe, I don't know. Because as I agree that Hilo, I don't think he's rated to his best, but has got away with it. And that could be either the fence was starting to go or um, or he's better with a trail or he um, prefers it a bit drier. But um, I, I don't think he's gone to his best. 
Well, you just mentioned Ice Bath, and we have to touch on race nine over the mile. Uh, they've gone fast here for the class, two and a half lengths fast to 600. Now, Rob Scurry, if Tom Sherry had replaced Glenn Boss on Sir Dragon A, how many lengths would it have won the Cox Plate by? <laughs> At least three. <laughs> I say yeah. in test, he's a very good group one. Hats off, Posse. He's proved me wrong. He's just, just a big game player. That's, that's yeah. all he is. Yep. I saw him at the race the other day in the Maserati, so he's going better than us. <laughs> <laughs> saw him playing golf in a Cerise shirt. Um, anyway, yeah, he's, look, he's, he's, a, he's a star, Glenn. Um, but look, Ice Bath, how did I talk myself out of this, Jeepers? I sent it out on top. Look, looked like it held its condition. It looked as good as last start. Um, and I've gone looking for Cathy, um, which looked a chance to do something. Um, but never. But yeah, follow follow Tommy Sherry. Um, don't back bet you're flying under $10. Yeah, yeah indeed. Uh, Mark Shane, did you finally get something back from Ice Bath here? Yeah, it was on Ice Bath. Bless uh, its little heart. Um, <laughs> She was travelling beautifully in the run. I suppose she might try and back up in the Golden Eagle next week. It's going to rain all week in Sydney, so she's going to get uh, wet conditions to suit. Admittedly, she had no weight uh, here with the claim and has bashed up a pretty ordinary field, but mm. her last 200 looked pretty good to the eye. Mark Roden, anything for yourself uh, to follow out of race nine? Um, no, no, I wouldn't be looking... Too, too deep into this race for something to follow. We'll say you're being a touch unkind to Bossy, and I, I've led the charge in a couple of occasions of being unkind to Bossy. But um, T. Sherry was replacing our Bayless on this horse. Yeah, not, true. Uh, not too boss. Um, oh, the start before though, Bossy, when it when it should have won, when when I was on yeah. big time. <laughs> I, 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 I chimed in on Saturday. I actually backed it did something on it in, against um, good horses last day, but I was on on Saturday. But I missed those um, heartbreakers early, so. She um she certainly doesn't know me as much as she does you guys. Uh, Adam, how am I not on this list, Sherry? And there he was again, bobbing up with the twenty-five to one place getter as well on the day. Um, and oh, um, just on the winner, uh, we were down to a heavy eight by this stage, and it certainly was a heavy eight. Um, the winners by Sacred Falls. They've got something like a nineteen percent um soft and heavy strike rate. So just keep an eye on them. Wow. Yeah, no, it's massive. Yeah. Well, he did love a bog, the horse. Yeah. yeah. Uh, indeed. Uh, we'll just run through some horses to follow. Mark Shan, for yourself, is there one or two out of the meeting that you're keen to follow up with next start? Uh, yeah, I think through the cracks we'll definitely um, go. Um, if it goes to a mile race, um, uh, perhaps in Melbourne through the carnival, but through the cracks for me. Okay. Mark Roden, for yourself. Um, Tommy Gold, I think you'll win a race soon. And uh, the two-year-old Camino Real, uh, if they if it can find a race over a bit more ground, uh, that was probably the only one I'd outside of the winner I'd be looking to follow out of the two-year-olds. And Rob Scurry, one of the one a couple of horses out of the yard that you think might be improving oh, next start. Oh, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll take on uh, Mark Roden and say Jumbo Gold's got a race in it for for Gary Moore uh, in the in the two-year-old. Um, Bopper, I want to see him parade again. I think he's going to be a good horse. Maybe just one more run this time in. Okay. And uh, just looking at the week ahead, it is the uh, the Yellow Bird race. Uh, March in, as you pointed out, there's a lot of rain forecast around on Wednesday and Thursday at this early stage. Uh, 
do we dare try and make a truck prediction at this early point in the week? Oh, it'll be heavy for sure. It's uh, it absolutely teamed here all day yesterday. Heavy, uh, excuse me, heavy eight already for Wednesday at this stage, and I think it's forecast for rain every day, so it'll be wet. Okay. Get your flippers out for, uh, for Saturday then, Rob. Um, ice bath. Bath. <laughs> 26 bucks at the moment, I suppose. Just for what it's worth. So I'm, I'm, get, I'm, I'm getting on just for mental health. <laughs> no betting early, Mark. You just no, that's right. <laughs> no, no, well, she's backing up on the wheel. One week back up on a heavy track. Suited. Seems overs. I think at 26, you can maybe break your rule there. But uh, I tell you what, I'm going to be bouncing out of bed uh, tomorrow morning for Hawkesbury on the heavy 10. Oh, lucky if I'll be able to sleep tonight. I'm that excited. <laughs> I'm not I sure. Don't I don't think you're worrying doing that meeting. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not going to um, spend a record breaking amount of time on it. <laughs> I'm not sure about Kenzo Wednesday either. Yeah. With this much rain and rain on the day. Yeah. I got it. No. We'll just have to, uh, to see how, how the week unfolds at this early stage. Uh, I'll join Mark Sheen and Mark Roden on Thursday to preview the, the Golden Eagle and whatever else is on the card. Um, We'll see if we've got any more information until then. Um, but, guys, thank you for your time. We'll catch up next week. See you, boys. That's right.